Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Tender Loving Care with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate. Kate and I are usually deep diving our TLC and Bravo shows every Tuesday, Wednesday and Friday. But in this episode, we are not only dissecting a brand new docuseries about a pop culture legend, we are doing it with a pop culture legend in her own right. Please welcome to the poddy, host extraordinaire of the podcast, Everyone's Business But Mine, Cara Berry. Hi, Cara. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. You guys are so nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All true. We don't speak a word of a lie on this podcast, Cara. Just FYI. Um, so far, so good on me. I haven't heard, <laughs> I haven't heard a false thing yet. Exactly. <laughs> Um, we were just so excited when you said you do this because, you know, we always really want to get people that we're in line with, um, um, whether we're talking about reality shows or people that are really deep into like pop culture and love this type of docu. So I had seen that you had posted something on your Instagram a couple of weeks ago about this coming out. And I mm. thought, all right, I'm going to shoot my shot. So I so I went ahead and I emailed you and I was like any possibility and then you so gracefully said um, you'd be you'd come on and discuss this Wendy Williams documentary with us now before Kate and I and you get into it I do just want to let all the listeners know I'm sure every single listener of ours listens to you and knows of you but I want to make sure that they know we're going to discuss the Wendy Williams docu but you have done this solo as well and I want to know I want to let people know up front where they can find you on that yeah um I have a patreon it's at patreon.com slash ebbm podcast I think it's been a long time yeah. but um, <laughs> you can probably find it there um I usually talk about a lot of docuseries so yeah I did talk mm. about the series this week but I talk about 
a lot of things under the sun from mm. old Bravo shows mm. to Lindsay Lohan's docuseries that she did with <gasps> Oprah all those years ago. Like oh uh, Bethany, the whole Bethany Frankel trilogy, which I did oh. before she started ranting in the bathroom. So I just want to say that um, like, I got <laughs> it Lord's right under the deadline. With yeah. <laughs> there. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff under there. So yeah, check it out. Excellent. I mean, Kate, you'll echo this. There has been so much going on in just the past 24 hours in the Bravo world. Cara, if we could, we would have you on for about, we do a nine hour stretch on the podcast to discuss all of this. Unfortunately, we can't. You are a busy lady. (laughs) But um, holy shit, guys, what is going on at Bravo? I mean, there's a lot. And the pop culture stuff just in general, do you know how much I want to discuss Gallery Girls with you? Were you a Gallery Girls fan? Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Oh I actually just saw um, Angela had um, posted on Instagram that she had quit her job for an entire year to dedicate her life to pickleball. And she just mm. won a tournament. So mm. things are really happening over there. God, what 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 a bright future. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've had we've had some pickleball discourse on this podcast. We have I'm, I'm very anti, but so am I. So am I. I'm like, it's tennis or nothing. Like right. that's it. That's right. it. I don't want half-hearted. <laughs> All right, but we need to get down to what is important here. So, guys, we are going to be covering the very, very recently released Wendy Williams documentary. Where is Wendy Williams? So, Kate and Cara, I want to get your thoughts on both of this. Um, what did you know of Wendy Williams as a whole before this documentary? Because I'm going into this. And I knew, I really didn't know anything. I knew she had a talk show and there was possible substance abuse. That was it. I didn't grow up knowing her. I never saw the show. So Kate, what did you know of Wendy Williams? Uh, I definitely knew about her show and had watched it. And I knew, you know, all her history with the um, radio show. And Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, she's been famous forever. And, um, you know, I all the major things that have come out, I had followed, but watching this, there were a lot of details that I wasn't aware of. So I definitely, um, didn't know like the latest that was going on, but I knew that her show had ended and that there were health issues going on. But yeah, I, I remember her show being on forever and, um, you know, all the, controversial things you'd say on there death to all of them I mean you know that all, one these, was all these written. things mm. yeah okay and then Cara did you know the same or did you know like the whole I didn't even know she was a radio host I didn't know any of that yeah I had like aspirations of being on the radio in yeah. high school so mm. um yeah I knew about her and like definitely I think as a black I could speak on our community like the radio black radio hosts especially yeah. those morning show hosts are very like in deep with the culture and wendy was the one of the top people from new york and she would get these incredible interviews and she was able to parlay that into the show now her radio wendy is uh, a little bit different from you know palatable morning television right wendy um um she she would make a lot of claims about uh rappers and their sexuality (gasps) and things like that Um, wow (laughs) i yeah she she came into the morning talk show space and she was kind of like the 
not anti-Ellen, but sort of mm. in a way. Like she wasn't, you know, dancing down the stairs to, uh-huh. you know, whatever Justin Bieber song just came mm. out. You mm. would just kind of tell it like it is. And it was sort of like lover or hater. I kind of feel like if we like are talking about people who have stood the test of time, to me, like you see a Wendy clip on TikTok and it'll be so viral today. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, have we ever watched an old clip of Ellen? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I think even though she was sort of like warts and all, she has that like durability that many other people don't because then we find out later that Ellen was, you know, not the nice person that mm-hmm. she presented herself to be. Whereas I think Wendy was kind of always Wendy, but then yeah. there's dark aspect to her but it's very different from her uh public persona you know right i see i mean she's very magnetic i mean mm-hmm. she's you want to watch i think someone in this documentary said it it's like whether you hate her opinions or you love them you still want to watch and see what she has to say and i think that's, that's true i would say unless you are a nail technician but we will get into that yeah. <laughs> right right <laughs> Okay, so I want to preface, so this, guys, as you're probably listening and you know, this was four episodes. This was recently released on Lifetime, um, a very upstanding channel that we love. I used to, I came to America and not only did I watch TLC all the time, I watched Lifetime movies. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Still love them. (laughs) Anyway, um, so it's called Where is Wendy Williams? So episode one, I'm not a crier. I want to go in and just say, first of all, I want to know if you guys felt the same. There were points that what she was saying and doing and how she was looking, I started laughing and I tried to understand why I was laughing. And I think it's because logically I I was thinking this was a parody because it was all so ridiculous. I was like, oh, this this is like a caricature of herself. This is ridiculous. This is not actually happening. This is a joke. And then I wondered if I was always also laughing because what I was watching on film was so disturbing that I think I felt, I'm never uncomfortable, but I think I felt uncomfortable watching this woman and I started laughing. Yeah, yeah. I think I felt the same way. It's like somebody behaves so out of character and so out of like polite society and they're just like, you're a fucking fat ass. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right. It's just just so jarring, right? It is. It really is. Um, So I guess we should get into the cast of characters, right, Kate? Do you want to kind of walk us through who we first meet in this episode? Uh, Sure. So we are, this is taking place uh, 2022. So um, she's placed under, the first thing we see, May 2022, she's placed under financial guardianship by Supreme Court of New York. Um, and then they start filming August, 2022. Mm -hmm. And this is meant to be a year long undertaking to document her comeback, Mm -hmm. um, which mostly involves starting a podcast. Right. Um, and she is interviewed at first and then almost immediately we meet Will, um, Mm. who, yeah, was uh, is a huge presence in her life and always has been. You know, mm-hmm. he's um, DJ on her show, of course, and she knew him from. Oh, you know, he wasn't the DJ. Oh, that, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, there's a lot of people. That was DJ Booth that was the oh. friend that we saw interviewed. I'm so sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Will. Will. Is the manager. 
Yeah. And we see her first come on. And like you said, Cara, it was jarring the state of her because immediately, sorry, this is, I do, honestly, I don't mean, I really am not, I take the piss out of a lot of things, but I'm not taking the piss out of her. I'm really, really not. I'm just so uncomfortable with what I was watching. She immediately kind of jokes and is kind of like, oh, I'm going to take my tits out because I can do that now because I'm free. And then everyone was like, oh, no, don't do that. And she sat there and you're like, okay, she's having a laugh. She's joking around. And then out of nowhere, it's just floods of tears. And this will comes over and you're you're realizing it's all these things that like the puzzle pieces are coming in and you're going, we're looking at a really, really, really unstable woman right now. And I don't know if I, it's like kind of like, should I be watching this? It was like watching it through my hands, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For Will, Will's like so out of his league. Yeah. It's very obvious. Like he's a jeweler. I mean, what is he doing? Like managing her career, even in the best of circumstances, it doesn't really seem like something he's qualified for. And so, yeah, to see it, first, you're kind of like, I don't know if you guys felt this, but I was like, are they dating? Like what's going yes. on here? It's like a yeah weird kind of thing. And then yeah, just it just takes a very dark turn very quickly. We're not sure where the tears are coming from. It's a lot. And and Kate, did you know about her lip, lipedema, lipedema in her feet? That was so shocking as well. Yeah. The woman is in a massive amount of pain. She must be. Gotta be. I I didn't know about that part. No, that was. Oh, that was the unfortunate thing about that is yeah. that I think that lymphedema in a lot of cases can be managed yeah and it kind of seems like she's just sort of given up on even oh. trying to navigate that um and it's like i should be in a wheelchair and I'm, i don't think she oh. needs to be i think right. she needs to be managing her pain you know and her you're diagnosis right. you're right so she's she's on this director's chair or whatever chair she was yeah it was like a big plush chair actually she was sat there and it's all about like you say kate this is her comeback this documentary crew is coming in wendy williams is coming back we're getting her to get on with her life again getting in front of her fans and they're asking a couple of questions about how she feels about alcohol um was the divorce hard on her? They're kind of going through a lot of questions. Will is interjecting. He's right by her. Will Shelby, this manager, and saying, you know, she's been through a lot. She lost her mum. She lost her show. She got divorced. And she says these one-liners. And like I say, unfortunately, I don't know what she was like pre this. But she'll just say things like, I'm just so... <laughs> I'm just so beautiful. Everyone loves me. Everyone that meets me just completely falls in love with me. And mm -hmm. I was laughing and I love that shit. It was very... Not a great comparison. Very Anna Nicole for me. It's a law of Anna Nicole. I was thinking the same thing because Will to me is giving Howard yeah. K. Stern like the weird relationship. Who, um, who Cara? Howard Kate Howard Stern? I saw yeah. him in a Ralph's parking lot in Sherman Oaks, California. I just when? want to add that. Okay. I told this story in the poddy ages ago because we covered that Anna Nicole docu. Mm -hmm. It has got to be, I will go back, I would say seven years ago. I was in Ralph's parking lot, I'm putting the bags into my car and I turn and I see a man. And in my head, because I was a massive Anna, Anna, fabulous Anna um, yeah. <laughs> fan. And I turn and I go, oh God, that guy looks like 
And I go, oh my God, it's him. And my head is going like this of like, I have to say something. I want to go after him for what he did for Aunt to Anna. Like I have to say something. You know, I was getting this like whole momentum build up of like, I'm going to tell him what he did to Anna. And he was very sheepishly, like still looks exactly the same. That sinewy, mm. skinny. And he was putting stuff in his car and it was just like a kind of SUV, run of the mill SUV, put stuff in his car and drove off. And I'm stood there going, uh, uh, and I got a, I got a photo of like, <laughs> got a photo of like the car. That was it. I didn't know what to do, and I missed my chance to defend Anna. Uh, she in spirit, she knows that you tried. You know, yeah, she does. She really, really does. She really does. <laughs> um. So, Kate, we see her talking about a kind of random things, right? And then it cuts. Yeah. So it's th- this part sort of ends on her being like. Well, I love Tito Puente and I love vodka. Mm, and mm. um then they start asking about her sister and they're they're like, what's the issue? And she's like, Well, the issue is she doesn't like that I like drinking. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing pretty much is we see she got admitted to Malibu Wellness Facility mm. uh shortly after this first shoot. Mm-hmm. And she's there for, I think, two months, right? And then she returns to New York City, still under the guardianship. The producers are told she's doing much better and she's ready to resume filming. And, um, you know, it's approved by everyone that she does it and all that, her um, management and guardianship. So then we get to the next shoot. And mm. This was so striking. They show her footage from the first shoot mm. where she's they're talking about the drinking and you see her start to cry and you're like, oh my gosh, she went to this facility. She's realizing the drinking is a big issue. And they're like, what's going on? What are you crying about? And she's like, these clothes I'm wearing, or she says something totally unrelated to the drinking. And yeah. you're just like, okay, wow, there's... Um. I know. high level of avoidance and denial yeah. going on here like right. very high level yeah yeah they're so being that's... like was any part of that hard to watch and she's like well i don't like my outfit it's <laughs> like sweetie that's, that's not... the least of yeah. your problems left that <laughs> it's really like, like a scary movie when you're like oh we're still in it you know yeah, like exactly. at the very end when you're like oh, okay this is still happening still... Oh, oh no there's a lot <laughs> there of denial no, there was no reprieve that wellness center did nothing mm-hmm. um but what is being said here as well is because i had to kind of figure out what was going on about this wells fargo they kept meant she kept saying wells fargo has my money and wells and i'm like what's going on so we find out essentially because and she sat there saying i have no money i have no money And then you start looking at all these people around her. And I'm like, someone's paying these people. So who has got Wendy's money? Because she is just inundated with people around her. And the clothes that that, uh, Will is wearing and the diamonds and the necklaces, I'm like, I can tell you who paid for that. And it was not Mr. Shelby. It was not. But it's essentially, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. So- she had had her show. There were health issues. She had fainted. There was a couple of episodes on it where she just didn't seem very well. She excused herself from the show. Then this guardianship came in because Wells Fargo, where she presumably had the majority of her money, 
um, red flagged something that there was suspicious activity on an account that they suspected somebody was being taken advantage of. So they got the court involved. And that's when the court said, we need to put her under a guardian to take care and control of her money. And this guardian's name is never mentioned. We don't know if it's uh, from what I saw. Um, whether it's a member of the family, whether it's a friend, whether it's someone we're seeing on camera, whether it's a complete stranger, we don't know. Um, is that right? Did I tell that right? I think originally it was the family and then mm. they and then they changed it to be just like a state appointed one. Right, Kara? Yeah, it was initially her son, Kevin, mm. and right. she had after the treatment had gone down to Florida where most of the family now lives and they kind of were like getting her back on track, but there were a lot of expenditures. She was going back and forth to, you know, Miami to New York, you know, living like she does spending a lot of money, probably Mm. taking the family out to dinners and things like that. And so the bank were like, well, Kevin is taking advantage of his mom, even though he says every expenditure that he made went through her was totally approved by her so Mm -hmm. then yeah the bank was like this is suspicious activity we feel like kevin is taking advantage of his mom and so they gave her a court appointed um guardian who i did see an article about and they Mm -hmm. showed her it's a woman it's a white woman not Mm -hmm. any sort of family member and Mm -hmm. allegedly the they are saying that the judge who appointed this uh guardian has been investigated for Uh since like 2020 to 2022 um i guess allegedly um people who were donating to her campaign were getting guardianship roles she was letting them be guardians oh, to other people come so come on yeah not oh. good sure. um side unrelated question how does one become a guardian because i would <laughs> love that job i guess you have to donate to a, a, a i guess so wild person's campaigns find a crooked judge and see what Got you it. can do <laughs> i'm on it guys um so yeah we she she's back and and um we're it's just this thing about money she's like i have no money i don't have anything and um we're now following her and this this camera crew is God bless them doing their best. Well, that's a bit controversial at the end. But anyway, so they're going around and we get this scene with the trainer. Now, once again, I'm sorry I was laughing at this, but she's um she's she says things that are so rude and mm-hmm. so aggressive and so antagonistic. And you're like, whoa, Wendy. But once again, I don't know, was she, the question that keeps remaining and is asked in the documentary is, was she always like this? Right. Or not? I had, um, I don't want to expose anybody, but I did Mm -hmm. have a member of my family who was not unlike this and not, um, you know, the rules of polite society didn't really apply to her. Mm -hmm. God bless. Mm -hmm. And so this really didn't surprise me. This was like, okay, I don't, see like you're just snapping at somebody randomly that yeah. doesn't really shock me and then uh-huh. you're like you go from like the cat scratching to like suddenly she's like oh that does feel good to the to the trainer she's like yeah, yes. that actually does feel great from like yes. i don't want to do it i don't want to do anything like you know so that i i can see why like it it really in a very strange dark way reminded me of my beloved mm, <laughs> got it, it but, is yeah like- i mean i could see why people would be like is she really like this and i think they did say like uh kind of yeah she was but it has gotten progressively worse 
Yeah. I mean, she's, they take her to see this trainer and she says, you know, she talks a lot about, she always wanted to be famous. She always wanted to be on the radio. She loves seeing people. She loves the attention and she's getting out of, of the car and she's with Will and she's like, I'm fucking famous. I can do what I want. And she's like, <laughs> no, she's like pushing past everyone, posing for the camera and stuff. And she goes in to meet this trainer and she's, she's already laying down the rules with the trainer of what she will do, what she won't do. And then she's like, sir, sir, when he's just simply trying to ask her if he wants to do this, when I'm not doing any of that, very combative. But then, like you say, it's like this rage and regret. You know, mm-hmm. she'll she'll be like at someone and say terrible things to this poor trainer that was just trying like, well, maybe we could do I'm not doing any of that. Get out, you're wrong. I don't fucking make me do anything. Da, da, da. And then he was like stretching around. She was like, Oh, it feels really good. Then they go outside to leave and she just pushes him out of the way. It's like, oh, I want I this is me getting a photo shoot. Get away from me. Get away from me. And it's so shocking to watch. You're like, is this woman? Is this alcohol? Is this drugs? Is it her personality? Is there something else going on? And we haven't mentioned as well that a week, a couple of days before this documentary was released, her camp released a statement saying that she has been diagnosed with a form of dementia. Yes. And that doesn't come out until I think episode three or four. Mm -hmm. And the tone really shifts in the docuseries at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so where do we go from there, guys? After we see we've got we we're meeting all these people. DJ Booth was, you know, the friend, right, on the right. show. Who else mm-hmm. are we meeting? Um, this is they they kind of do this documentary kind of jumped around a lot. Like it mm-hmm. would just show, it'd be like all of a sudden showing an old interview and then going to the past. And it, so they this was a part they were talking about. I think they were talking to Will and they were talking about um, how he was there, you know, through all of this health stuff starting to happen. And um, then we get to, I have shoot number four, and this was with the like nail tech and oh. stylist. Please talk about the nail technician. Please talk about the nail technician. Um, well, they're trying to figure out what she's going to wear oh. and She's very particular. She wants to wear, what is it, Chanel? Yes. Um, and, you know, they're trying to bring options. And I don't know. She's in a mood. She doesn't want to wear mm-hmm. anything they're bringing over. And uh, she's really turned on this uh, nail tech. She doesn't like her anymore. And mm-hmm. she's talking about her like she's not there. Like She said, you're an idiot. Are you yeah. an idiot? Dumbass. Are you, are, you, dumbass. are you stupid? Yeah. yeah. She was that like was... just putting a base coat on her. She's like, I don't I want that. What are you stupid? Like, it's really uh, tough. And, and, you know, like, what is she doing? She's frozen. Like, okay. It was okay. as though someone had slapped this girl around the face because she right. started so charming. You see, she had her hands out like that, starting to get the manicure done. She's like, so are you married? No. Do you want to get married? And the girl's like, oh, I don't know. And do you want a baby? She's like, yeah, I do think I would like one. And Wendy's like, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Get that off me. You're an idiot, dumbass. Like in in a breath. And this mm. girl is like, whoa, it just been hit around the face. It was, it was, it was metaphorically speaking, it was, it was crazy to watch. Um yeah. and we have to say as well, all of these scenes that we're seeing are taking place in this apartment house that she has. And I really couldn't get like my eyeballs on what this apartment looked like. I wish I could, but it seemed some fantastic 
huge townhouse in New York, which Ooh, must have been yeah. eye-wateringly expensive. But we just see her in this bed a lot of the time. Some of the time she's like half undressed or she's just in a robe a lot of the time. And there's just shit everywhere. Piles yeah. of clothes, piles of knickknacks. There's apparently cats. And I started worrying about the cats and then I had to detach myself from that. But there's just stuff everywhere did you guys spot the giant bottle of ranch no unfortunately (laughs) i didn't oh you did it makes a couple appearances okay yeah you're talking about stuff everywhere that stood out i have a separate note for that i was like whoa look at that big bottle of ranch huge bottle in in valley yeah yeah i love it um I love ranch being Midwestern, so I did. Of course, of course. <laughs> shout, that, shout that out. And I love um, uh, I love vodka being English, so I noticed all the vodka bottles too. <laughs> <laughs> but so we, we're seeing her, yeah, just in this house a lot, these people buzzing around, and we have the assistants, we have Will never leaves her, leaves her side. Um, and then, yeah, she's going to do a shoot. Well, I guess episode two is when she goes to where she comes from. What else are we missing in episode one? About oh. all the husband. Well, and we meet her son, mm. Kevin, and her nephew, Travis, in mm-hmm. the first episode, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah, they give uh, us, like, kind of more insight into, like, Wendy when she was on the show before mm. people started publicly knowing about her issues. Like, she had always been honest about the fact that, like, when she was in her radio days before she had Kevin Jr., that she used to do cocaine. Like, she's always been very open about that. Mm. And from my knowledge, from my memory, she had kind of been, like, very seemingly very sober and had been like i'm sober now and then it sort of came out that she was in a sober living house and she kind of had to quietly start it to admit things um but like travis and uh kevin jr were talking about how like you know things she was not really that sober ever really Mm, and um things just got worse after the affair and the divorce and stuff and how she would just lock herself in a room and just drink all day and Real bad, real bad. It was awful. Yeah. yeah. This ex husband had a mistress that apparently was very public about. Mm-hmm, he very. got pregnant, had a baby, and she, it just, and then that was like 2019, she went to rehab, then COVID. And this was a big part of it as well, what COVID yeah. did to her. Like for yeah. a lot of people, it was extremely traumatic. People were desperately lonely. Um, and she had been found by, um, DJ Booth, who had been the friend of hers that worked on a show, who he reveals she was doing these like at home shows. But he said, I was mm. the only one allowed in her house. I was filming her, I was lighting her, I was holding up cue cards to tell her kind of what we were talking about. And you saw a clip of it, and she really did not seem to know what was going on. And um, she was found, he found her, except he was very much respecting her privacy. It's like she was found not in a great state had to go to hospital and her son talks about it. They should have two blood transfusions. I mean, that is a serious, serious condition. I mean, her body seems wrecked. That's what mm-hmm. it looks like. It looks absolutely wrecked. And she said she was doing on the radio show, she was doing Coke five days a week. I mean, I don't yeah. know how you can own, when you're at that point, only do it five days a week. I'm sure it was full seven days a week, but right. I mean, she's she's been, a, 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 you know, she's been taking hard drugs for a long time she did and then the alcohol and you just see this kind of shell of a woman and these vultures are they just seem so 
upset watching them around her. And her son and her nephew, who are based in Florida that we meet in the first episode, they they just seem so genuine. You can't help but just think, no, these are the good guys. These are the mm. good guys. Those are the bad guys. Like, that's what you're seeing here. Um, and her sometimes pushing family away because they're being real with her about you know you need to stop with the drinking and mm. let's let's get you back on track and to me it seemed like you know if if they weren't uh pressing the issue so much she might be down in florida more maybe or something mm. but it's kind of like she didn't want that spotlight shown on it on on how much she's drinking and she just kind of wanted people to ignore the fact mm. that she's like you know got these vodka bottles in a room and stuff was a lot. I think that was pretty much episode one. They gave us a lot of people. They introduced a lot of characters, a lot of people in her life. Cara, why don't you go into like episode two, which is called I Really Want to Be Back on Television. Yeah. So like in the beginning, they go back to her hometown of Asbury Park to do the photo shoot for like promo for this podcast that never is to be mm-hmm. we we meet her dad tommy who's like you know typical dad like proud of my daughter i knew she was always going to be like this star like i'm not surprised she would walk around the house like trying to interview people like it's mm-hmm. sort of like a classic hollywood like she was born for this sort of thing right yeah mm-hmm um, so then they get back to like the Wells Fargo stuff, but like we basically handled that. Like mm. Kevin's like, you know, living in Miami wasn't cheap. And then they just like kind of pulled the rug out from under her. And like you said, like it it's a sad cycle because it seems like Wendy would want to be with her family, but right. she's got these addictions and she knows that those two she can't have both. Yep. And so she's like stuck in New York, terribly lonely, mm-hmm. drinking because yep. what else are you going to do? And then just like pushing people away even further, just like such a such a sad cycle. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. really, really sad. Um, yeah, it, it was yeah. very much a loop. She seems stuck in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The the footage of her sleeping in the window of oh. Louis Vuitton, just like awful. It was so, and that that they this camera crew just seemed to be. Sometimes she'd get pissed off with them, and that then there was this one scene where she's like, "They're my friends." They're my mm-hmm. fr-. that made me want to sob. Like that was horrible. And you know, she we see this scene of it, and she's just passed out in bed. And you just know when someone's sleeping and when someone's passed out. And right. she was passed out. Her mouth was open. And then Will comes in and tries to wake her. I says, listen, I'll give you one more hour's sleep. One more, well, they're film, you know, they're filming. One more hour's sleep. She's like, get away, get away. And she's like, fuck you. I hate you, whatever leaves. And she's like, you're not my friend. They're my friends. The camera, they're my friends. Then we see the shot of her standing up and whispering to him, I didn't even know it was you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I said that. I didn't know it was you. And then he like picks up. I found, I'd like to know your opinion on this scene. We see Will is getting her ready for something. And he's like, you got to put this away. And it's this massive stack of money. And he starts opening it up and counting it. And he's like, this is like 15 grand here. Why have you got it here? And she, he's like, remember, I told you I wanted you to put that in the bank for you. And she's like, oh, money. And she's like playing with it and then puts it in her robe. That was seemed so staged to me. It was It was unnerving. Very odd. I didn't know what to make of that. I really don't. 
Like mm-hmm. even now, I'm still like, what, what are we supposed to do? Cause it's so confusing. Cause she's saying, I don't have any money, but then he's saying he's <laughs> taking chunks of money for her out of the bank and yeah. she's supposed to like keep it safe but it's like where is she even going you know like i uh, where is he getting money he's like i set up a bank account for her because the camera crew is like well how is she accessing money because i'm under the impression if you have a guardianship over your money she's given an allowance mm-hmm. who's looking after that allowance that's right. the problem the guardian would i guess be putting it into an account that maybe has one card to it a debit card yet this will's probably the one that's with, okay, allegedly. He said, he said he opened a separate one, though. I know. What does so, that even mean? What does that know. mean? Oh, and then she, well, and then she goes from saying, I, I'm broke. I don't have any money. And then they ask, like, how's your son doing? Like, is he taking care of financially? I think is what they're implying mostly. And, and then it, at that point, switches so like, I'm rich and he's getting everything. And right. so it's kind of unclear how the finances really are i wasn't sure at all yeah i'm confused because they don't mention this but i believe around this time uh, she was paying his dad kevin senior like whatever and i think he was saying like oh i'm not i don't know there was some issue with like he was not making money because she was not making money and so Mm -hmm. i'm trying to figure out how yeah how was kevin jr sustaining his lifestyle is i'm not really sure i know he 100k in uber eats oh right. my <sighs> seriously i was like i would love that oh i would i would weigh 500 pounds but Literally. i but it was, it was like and he was like this gorgeous like slim looking guy i was like what are you doing what are you ordering right. but right um, but his jewelry like they were all wearing every single person this is what made me really angry you start looking at what these people are wearing and i just kept looking thinking wendy's bought all of that and kate and i we are known for being obsessed and completely nosy bitches about finances we love to know the financials when it comes to the tlc stars what are they getting we love Same. to get into the fight yes love mm. um and this I when when Kevin Jr. was saying, you know, she spent um, a hundred thousand wasn't anything. You know, my birthday was one hundred twenty five. And she's like, you know what? She'd be going back and forth all the time from New York to Florida. And of course, that would be chartered private jets. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over one hundred million socks, underwear and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. What type of money was she earning? I mean, oh, like on Wendy Williams show? And I guess beforehand, her career, she must have been in multi, multi-million dollar contracts because this yeah. isn't like, yeah. this is like walking around money, as they say. Like, this is insane money. Big FU money. Yeah, those morning, yeah. those like morning show, they make mm. so much money. Like, whatever you think they're making, they're making way more than that. Oh, man, I should have got into radio. It's never too late, gals. It's never too late. Um, So, yeah, we see that we see the whole thing with the public. Oh, the they go to dinner. So he's getting her up. They're like, we're going to go to a restaurant. They go to a restaurant. She sat there with her. We meet this publicist and him. And she's it is horrible. You're watching a woman grasping for words and comprehension of kind of what her surroundings are. And she's saying to the publicist, you know, I I don't have any friends. I don't know anyone. And then this will manager is on the side going, Wendy, you know, so many people and you see she's confused. And then the eyes well up, like she's going to start crying. And, and she's trying to get some reprieve from the publicist. The waiter comes, I'll have a glass of wine. And it's so strange that she doesn't even know to say, uh, I'll have a Chardonnay. It's just like, I want wine. And the waiter's like, oh, okay, you know, red or white. She's like, white, just get me white wine. And that's when you you just see some things off. Like she can't get the words. She, she She's just it's missing. I That part made me feel so sad because I feel like what she was trying to get across is like, well, where are my real friends then? Because I'm paying all of you mm. and there's no one around me. <laughs> who is not on the payroll and <sighs> where are they? I don't have any friends. And yeah, it was just like, you know, so many people. And it's like, well, yeah, she's super famous and she's got a ton of acquaintances or like, yeah. you know, buddies in the industry or whatever, but where are they now? And, but it yeah. was, it was also Kevin Jr. Picked up on that. He's like the people, everyone's on her payroll. And I think this is, I'm sure this is a consensus and this is nothing groundbreaking, but that will was, it was performative, like that thing with the whole money of him practically winking to the camera. See, I'm giving her her money. See, there's stacks of cash around and I'm giving it mm. to her. It was like this with the wine scene. He's like, oh, excuse me, after she orders a glass of wine and goes up to the waiter and says, we can't give her wine. So, you know, let's just give her a virgin cocktail. And I'm like, you know, you're mic'd. You know what you're doing. Like, this is exhausting, dude. Stop trying to play like the good guy. I, I felt mm. I really didn't like it. Yeah, and how the virgin martini. They, they gave her the virgin martini and she was just like, okay, like, you didn't, mm-hmm. did you know that you ordered wine? Because mm-hmm. if I had ordered wine and I got a martini, I'd be like, I don't want this. But then she I just accepts it. I was like, is Pretty that dark. just olive juice or? I know. Um, I, mean, I guess. Yeah. Like, I mean, I drink that. I love olives, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. Same says. Uh, um, 
And then yeah. we get the, she's got this new idea in this episode. I know we're actually, we are really taking ages with this. We have two new episodes to go through, but just finishing this second episode off, she's got this idea that she's going to sell, basically go through all of her closet and she's going to sell a ton of it. And you go through it and she is just this publicist is getting called every name under the sun, screamed out, told she's fat, she's liposuction. It's just like a lot of abuse that's going on. And then she's in this cupboard in her wardrobe and there's just shit everywhere. And it's these sad scenes. It's very Grey Gardens-esque, but with actual Mm. money. You know, there's a scene of her where she's like, look, I have a thigh gap. I have a thigh gap. And she's like talking to the abyss. And it's anyway, she's getting all these clothes ready. And then, you know, she can't get anything sorted. And then we have the vape scene. Now, who... Cara, do you want to talk about the vape scene? Because this is bad. Oh, man. Yeah, this was like the worst part. Because we meet this guy named Jamal, who mm. is kind of back in the fold, although he's been fired multiple times. <laughs> he says because he is calling Wendy out for her drinking. And yeah. it seems like like she's got her old studio that's now the Sherry Shepard studio, right? Yeah. And yeah. she's got a vape store that's near the studio so she's it seems like her touch point for this vape shop is that it's near the studio so she keeps telling jamal drive past my studio Mm -hmm. and go to my vape shop they know me they know what i want whatever so she makes sean go to the inside and like get her her you know whatever vapes that she wanted Sean comes back. This isn't what I wanted. Didn't you ask the guy? Didn't you tell him that this is who I am and what my order is? He knows what I want. So she makes her go back. And Sean is like, okay. So she goes back inside and gets something else. He said this is what she wanted. No, it's not. She's like consistent. We need to go back to the studio. We need to go back to the studio. So she makes Sean go back in, get a refund. And then she makes Jamal do the loop again so she can realize this is, in fact, the the vape shop that we always go to. And she makes Sean go outside, get the vape again, and as soon as she gets the vape, it's much like with the trainer. It's like you know, she's like, "Okay, I'm sorry," like, mm. and she just like completely, you know, just like, yeah, is like completely back to herself in a way. And yeah, it's just like the way they're acting like this is normal is what's so frustrating to me. Mm. It's like right. it's bad enough to watch this, but Sean is being like, "What's the problem?" <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Like, what? Yeah, watching them just resigned to it and mm. just yeah totally used to it and just yeah okay all right wendy and you're like yeah. oh man and they had like, to pr- shut down production that night and yeah that's was what, like that was like the mirror being held up which documentary crew i guess is supposed to do that's the main job but the you see the cat the the main um i guess productionists um come in and say we need to shut this down and you get like this black screen and it's saying you know they were concerned and how was she afterwards but it was the documentary crew that was going there's something really wrong with this woman because she sat there outside the smoke shop and she's going i don't recognize anywhere and you can see she's panicking you can mm-hmm. see this isn't a well woman that that is knowing she's supposed to know where she is but she has no clue where she is and every and she's like someone's tricking her or something's wrong and all of this is very in line with dementia and early yeah. signs of dementia and so she's panicking and she's getting more irritated and aggravated. And you're right, the driver, the pu- and then it ends with her going, all right, uh, do you want champagne? Let's go and get champagne. The publicist is like, okay. 
mm-hmm. and we get a, we get an interview with this publicist the next day and essentially the documentary crew is saying last night was very upsetting um you know do you think she how do you think she is with her alcoholism alcoholism oh she's fine no, no, it's not not a problem. Like she, yeah, I mean, she can have a drink, but you know, and then she stops. It, Meanwhile, it's... they're showing Wendy like, like eyes, eyes rolling back, back yeah. in her head, mouth open in the bed. Like you said, like she's not asleep; she's blackout drunk. Mm-hmm. Like it's not good. And Sean, really, like all that abuse that she took earlier, I was like, well, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I, I can't believe she said that. Yeah, it was Awful. so. I mean, it was just so... I don't know how she could say it with a straight face. I, I I wanted to be like, you realize they've been recording all of this and have seen this. And she's just like, no, right. she's fine. She's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, I had a friend text me and ask me, like, what I thought about Sean and why yeah. she wouldn't admit to this. And I'm like, well, if you admit to a little bit of this, you have to admit to everything. Okay. And if Sean admits to everything, if she's truly honest, then she's going to look real bad real bad and she knows that so she has to just be like there's no problem she's great man what she's got an issue i had no idea (laughs) right and and remember it's all paychecks these people are just wandering around that new york house she's in saying whatever they need to say to her putting up with her screaming and i'm sure in their mind that legitimizes the way they allegedly are conning her out of money because Mm. they're thinking, well, she's an absolute bitch anyway. So whatever I take all the shit I deserve, you know, getting paid three times what I should get paid. And because that's what I want to know how there were so many people who's paying them. How much are they getting paid? Wendy doesn't have a clue how much money is getting spent. And there are people constantly around her. It's, it was, it was a lot. And then we have episode we should, go into the, the two last episodes um i mean we see that she goes to la so what goes on in la cara well okay so there well first it starts with her niece she has a niece who is uh her sister's daughter she's a newscaster she is like kind of i took after my after my aunt like they have a very close relationship Mm. so she flies up to new york to see wendy and she's like walking in very confident like Mm. oh she's gonna be in a fabulous robe she's gonna Uh. be like go get something out of the fridge blah 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 she walks in and wendy's like watching tv and it was almost like she treated her niece who she hasn't seen in a year as though she just sees her like multiple times a day like mm-hmm. she just walked in and she's like oh i'm just watching tv like there's no fanfare it's just like hey and mm-hmm. you could tell it just broke her heart that her mm-hmm. aunt like did not give her what she wants so then um sean comes in and alex the niece is like who are you mm. <laughs> what are you what are you doing and you could just tell that she was like i don't want to deal with this she could yeah. tell the, like the bullshit radar yeah she had her number immediately she had her number like i'm not doing this i don't want to be here i don't want to deal with sean she's asking sean where do you live and mm. sean says los angeles and as soon as she says that she's like i'm not doing this like this is crazy <laughs> like yeah. I, i'm not i'm not and basically she comes back and asks Wendy, "What what is with Sean? Does she, do you pay her?" And she's like, 
yeah but she's become more of like she was a publicist and now she's more of like dealing with my finances and then Alex is like oh okay she's like Aunt Wendy you're an A-list celebrity this is very desperate energy you're paying people to hang out with you you told me this is not what to do and that you should only take advice from the people who are not on your payroll Mm -hmm. and so at that point like Wendy is not as angry as she was, but she's mad. But you could tell mm-hmm. she's like, I'm trying to keep it together. Mm-hmm. So she shuts down filming for the day. And then we start seeing these rumbles of she's talking to Sean, you know, like whispering not to Will. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to go to L.A. We're going to yeah. go on this like secret trip to L.A. So they end up going. Will has no idea um the guardians now calling will like is wendy in los angeles and he's having to be like i don't know like it's really bad (laughs) and wendy doesn't want to answer phone calls and we find out that they're gonna go they got some meeting with nbc for wendy for a talk show oh god and it's it's not great like obviously they're like basically like bandits like bonnie and clyde over in la people are trying to get them back and She's like so excited. She's like, I know I'm going to get this uh, show. It's going to be great. And she's like together at first. And then they go and she has a drink at lunch. Mm. And then she goes to the meeting and she's got all these wild ideas for the show. Like, I'm going to go into this meeting and I'm going to take my boots off and show them my feet. (gasps) And it's supposed to be this like, I guess, symbol for like how far she's come. I don't know. But it sounds like she took off her shoes. She maybe took off her wig at some point in this meeting. And they're acting like this was so great, so promising. I'm going to find out next week. They're definitely going to say yes. And then we find out that NBC not only declined to comment, they did obviously didn't offer her anything. Just like the horror of what that meeting must have been like. Oh, to be a fly on the wall. Oh, I can only imagine. I can Mm. only imagine. And Mm. then at one point they ask Wendy... How long have you known Sean? And she says, oh, I've known her like just a few weeks. And then she says Mm -hmm. many hours ago. I met her many hours ago. And Sean Mm -hmm. has to be like, I've worked for her for over a year. Just so you guys know. Like, it's just just wild. It's It's, so wild. uh, And One of the more sad parts is she Mm -hmm. goes to see her star on the Walk of Fame. And she just stands there. And it's like she's waiting for people to recognize her. And of course people do and they want to take pictures and stuff. But it like to see her standing there and she's almost like, okay, anybody? Does anybody want to say hi to me? It's so, so sad. Oh, God. On like it's... a totally different level. But fortunately, she was planning on going to L.A. for three weeks. But I think they ended up uh, flying back pretty quickly yeah. after that. It, I mean, Sean is not even denial would be a nice word for what sean is like he's yeah. fully lying fully mm. lying she they're asking her what about all these headlines the public is really wondering what's going on with wendy they're concerned yeah. for their well-being they're not there are all these headlines about how fabulous she is and how now this hollywood reporter article had just come out saying that the people at the wendy show had found bottles in the office all this other stuff about the workplace environment sean was not there for any of that and she's like they're just lying they don't know what they're talking about she's great whatever like 
she's on the bounce back she's been much better God. since i've been here it's just like blech. just like uh, yucky even yeah. will is like this was stupid she had no business having a meeting mm. now this was a man who was carting her off for meetings yeah <laughs> like this I, is really bad i mean yeah because of course she had i think it was episode one or two when she's talking about her podcast and she has this i think it was an in, yeah it was it was a skype meeting with the publicist so mm-hmm. well and she's like so I'm gonna get um I'm gonna get uh PD I want Diddy on and then Madonna. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I so I'm gonna have it's Madonna. An ambitious list, sure. <laughs> Look, it's one person's Madonna is our Luann Dillsaps. Oh, I mean it's <laughs> it's um yeah, she's just like, oh, I'm gonna have Madonna on podcast. The publicist is like, uh-huh. We'll, and then we'll she's see, just like, we'll see. Yeah. She slams um, the laptop. <laughs> are we done okay bye <laughs> that actually was funny and will's like yeah. wait hold on. Do, do you want to turn it off <laughs> funny. i mean the whole thing with the publicist as well i'm kind of obsessed with these side plays like the publicist herself like you say wendy williams a list right to be that's been in the business for years and years and years to be a publicist at the level that you're working with someone like that you are not in your early 20s as that girl appeared with God knows what her background is. You right. are having like some hard ass like guy or woman that's been in Hollywood. They have the leather, like weathered skin. They drink too much coffee. That's the publicist I want. They're smoking their right. cigs. Is that, that weird guy that follows Paris Hilton around? Where's he? Oh, Elliot. I love Elliot Mintz. Yeah. Elliot. <laughs> that's a publicist <laughs> um, like not this like random i'm like who are you like what what kind of qualifications do you have to be a publicist for a woman of this level and all this controversy i can't see her writing you know press releases i don't know what she was doing she just seemed to be pissing around all the time telling this woman you you can do it you can do it you can do it and the woman's ill so Right. Was this Tom Sandoval's publicist when he did that oh, article? Same my. girl? We cannot, Cara, get started <laughs> on any of that because oh we, will, we will be here till tomorrow evening. <laughs> um, but to wrap up the documentary, what essentially is the conclusion of this in part four? I know there's was, there was quite a bit of repetition, but... Oh, man. Um, so there is a very poignant moment with Black China where Black China comes mm-hmm. to visit her and she's being so sweet. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's like such a heartbreaking scene. She comes over to the apartment. And she talks about how, like, their relationship is kind of up and down because, you know, Wendy would talk shit about her on her show. Yeah. But then they actually met and, like, formed a friendship. And they've been friends for years. And it was like, you know, like, we see each other when we're in town sort of thing. So this is, like, Angela's, like, in her Christian era. You know, mm-hmm. she had that branding a couple she years has. ago. So. Oh, yeah. Um, she's like talking to her and she's like, oh, she takes off her boot, shows Angela her foot. And she's like talking, Angela's being very loving. Like, does it hurt? Are you okay? Whatever. And she's like, you know what? No, it doesn't hurt. I've got both feet. And by the way, I wear two makeups and Angela's just looking at her like, okay. Mm-hmm. And she takes her wig off and doesn't really say anything and like Angela's kind of like fixing her hair and it's like you're beautiful like don't worry about it so sad and then like 
she's like, I just had to come to see you. Like, she's like, I heard kind of things. I wanted to get my eyes on this and see if like what's really going on is true. And, and, um, so she tells her like, Wendy, you can call my phone whenever you want. Like for real, I'm going to be coming back and forth more. I'm going to see you more. And Wendy goes, well, my real name is Wendy Hunter mm-hmm. and I'm divorced. Mm-hmm. And China's just like, okay, I love you. And then she just like gets in her lap and like, She's like trying to hold Wendy and like she you could just tell she's like, oh, this is worse than I thought. Yeah. And she didn't know what to do. But like, thank God somebody's at least like loving on her and giving yeah. her compassion and not just being like, sleep it off, kid. You know, I we're mean, gonna go to dinner. Was right. was Angela kind of inspired by the fact there was someone filming at the time? Yes, possibly. You know. But <laughs> well, you know <laughs> we gotta get we gotta take what we can at this point. We gotta take yeah, what we can. Yeah. Yeah. um added bonus uh, exactly uh, she does sure. fly down to miami she does oh, see yeah. her family and um it you know like it's awkward she meets up with kevin and the nephew travis for the first time and she's not drunk but she's out of it and mm. they don't really know what to do like these are boys in their yeah. early 20s like they're not equipped for this uh, you know and mm. You know, Kevin was saying, I was taking to her to appointments. And this is where he says, during these appointments, they said that she has alcohol-induced uh, dementia. Mm-hmm. And the screen goes black and says that this is the first time production has heard anything about her dementia diagnosis. So things kind of, like, get shut down at mm-hmm. that point. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, at one point, Alex her niece comes to visit the hotel and like she's telling her like i'm gonna do a show in september and alex has to say her tell her you've been saying that for a long time like are you sure and she's telling her oh yeah i've been talking to my old executives and alex says i i know that but they've told you that you have to like pass some tests here and you can't just like not do it you can't just skirt by and then again it's another moment where wendy's like i want to watch tv and she shuts it down but then like they they talk to her and you know it's just clear something's not good they kevin asked her to stay in miami she goes back to new york anyway and then they ask her like oh how have you liked having production here she's like it's fine you know and then she admits well there have been people in the apartment i'm very lonely so actually i really like it and she starts to cry And then it comes back again where she's like clearly been in the house for several days alone. There's Shake Shack, the ranch bottles back. There's Dunkin' Donuts, you know, there's vodka bottles everywhere. And it's just like really bad. And this is kind of where she has like a, I can't do this alone kind of moment, which is good. Mm -hmm. Um, But then production does this thing. And like I said, like we've seen, they have seen, they've already shut down production multiple times because Mm -hmm. of, strange behavior Mm. so now i'm like i don't know if i really believe this because they're like okay well they're talking to will because will told them he had to like push his way into her apartment because now they've shut down production they don't want to film with wendy anymore because of like concerns about her well-being but they still let will film updates on her they're like Mm -hmm. just keep up with wendy so he tells them that he um had to bust into the apartment one day one day she was hiding in the bathroom he found a even bigger bottle of vodka than what they saw before and it was completely empty and that it was like really bad so he calls the guardian she goes to an inpatient facility 
but the family doesn't know anything about the location mm -hmm. they were initially having like friendly conversations with the guardian but then they stopped talking to them they basically stonewalled the whole family she was there for six months she can call them but they can't call her yeah. yeah while she's in that facility they empty out the apartment they put it on the market which the family did not know about what um bad it was <sighs> um then we find out uh, we hear from a lady named diane who mm -hmm. tells us she's like our you know typical true crime expert yeah she's the one who knows about guardians and she says that she's found in her research that more often than not people who are placed under guardianships should be you would think placed with a family member or somebody who gives a fuck about them mm -hmm. but they're not they're just like farmed out to whoever which obviously goes poorly but then we find out that um wendy's sister wanda alex's mom has agreed to film she's like lovely she mm -hmm. very much has her shit together she very much is like I just want the best for my sister. She says that at one point they asked her to be the guardian. She agreed. Oh. But then they just like went with somebody else. She has no idea why. Oh. But I mean, it does end on a good note. Like Wendy seems to be better. We don't ever really hear from her again. But like yeah. Wanda says, this is the best I've ever heard from her. Okay. She's like the old Wendy from years ago. And things are really good. Her brother says things are really good. Like, like she's never been mm. better you know in recent years and like it just seems like now things are manageable i guess yeah yeah uh, uh, but i'm i guess unfortunately with that diagnosis it's not going to get better that's what i was wondering because mm -hmm. they keep using this language as though she's improving and i guess that could be the case in terms of her sobriety yes but it, yeah. i don't know how like alcohol induced dementia works because that's kind of what i thought like once you have it that's kind of it yeah it's there i don't yeah. know if sobriety can like reverse any of the damage that's been done i'm not sure yeah i mean overall it, it's it i went into this as i say really not knowing anything so it was a massive eye-opener for me and it and i think they you know right as of today they nobody it's not disclosed where she is but she is still in some sort of facility and i cannot imagine being a family member and and, and whatever did it ever conclude like what happened to will where is he no sean just like drops out we never she never comes back again after the la trip we never see her we yeah i don't really find out what happened with will He's not really in the picture. Yeah, it, there were a lot of questions yeah. left to be answered. Yeah. Hey, what did you make of it overall? I got done watching it and I was just like, oof. Like, it was just, it was so sad to, I, I hadn't really thought about all that stuff she went through in such a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. And you know, right when COVID's going on and then to see all the health issues in such depth on top of all the stuff in her life that had gone on, you know, with the cheating and the the divorce, her son, you know, moves out of the house and mm. just everything, um, her mom and learning how close they were. I mean, I, I like felt a perfect storm. It mm -hmm. was just 
yeah a perfect storm you kind of can't tell like which is worse like I know. You gotta, yeah yeah I, I i was i was glad that her family got to tell their side of the story yeah and we got to meet so many of them and um i i liked the the all the throwbacks the um coverage they did you know kind of talking about her legacy and and you know the stuff about her her past and her show and how much that meant to her mm-hmm. i think it's so beautiful how connected she was and is with her fans and like how much that meant to her mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so i thought there were beautiful moments like seeing that and when she's back in her um, neighborhood she grew up in and connecting with people um but yeah i mean it's it's a very sad tale it is it is a cautionary tale as well i think for me i I don't know whether it was the mood i was in but i think i have to go rewatch it because i think i was so perhaps i was in a mood where i was like i can't take this on i cannot take on the reality of what i'm watching so i was seeing it as though it was kind of like an snl sketch like a parody I, I kept thinking oh someone's gonna make a parody of this next week on snl but i'm like no, they won't because this is a really really tragic situation and i i kept thinking it was more light-hearted than it was it must have been my own i don't know whether i was protecting myself from the like i say the severity of how terrible it is watching this woman just completely dissolve in front of you seeing the state of her feet and she's a woman that cares about her appearance and they didn't even cut her toenails you know I looked and I thought cut her toenails for her you know just do that for her all these people you're wearing these chains that covered in diamonds well if you're a real friend get down and cut her toenails Mm. oh was a lot Cara oh it was a lot I mean yeah would you do a rewatch of it do you think or no. are you like no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah after episode two uh, I was like I don't know if I even want to continue this I yeah. don't know uh, how like ethically uh yeah. this is even here I I think uh the people who did production on this are gonna have a real sit and think about uh, like what it is that they saw and what they were party to that's you because yeah, that's, what's that, come that's out what since. I yeah that's what I wanted to ask you here was how much you feel like what were the true intentions with them filming this like how much did they know how bad it was and why did they keep on filming I feel like it was pretty obvious pretty soon into Very it quickly. that maybe yeah that she probably shouldn't be filming this and she needs yeah. to just get some help yeah and this is like think? y'all's job is to sort of mm. see the humanity and like the underbelly of what's going on. Like yeah. the fact that they're claiming that none of them saw this until Kevin finally said it. It just felt like uh. they were willing to just kind of put their head in the sand until it was too late because Kevin said it on camera. And then they were like, oh, no, we can't do this. This is now an ethical situation yeah. but it always was you know yeah they were like i mean as much as right. we had the situation i think it echoes like the the situation of will being performative about oh i always search for liquor bottles to protect her and don't forget your money it's your money here they were also doing that of like no we need to shut down because she's really really losing it today because she has no clue where she even is let's shut it down because it would be wrong to film but we'll pick up cameras tomorrow and film her passed out in her bed it, right. it, 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 it it was so much and I know there's a lot of controversy and a lot of articles that are being written about this since it's come out um but 
I just I I hope that family and Wendy can one day all be reunited and that poor son because he's had this his entire life he's had this and seen his mum in this way his entire life and yeah it's it's very he's very not known sad. a moment's of peace from either either of his parents frankly seriously so. yeah. I know seriously well this has been you've been an absolute dreamboat Cara it has been so good I I want to ask you and I know Kate does as well so many things I think I there's something in my head that Kate and I are about to record our bravo episode that's going to come out tomorrow where we cover housewives and we cover vpr um i want to ask you i want to get your opinion on one thing one Mm -hmm. piece of breaking news that came out today okay from all the great trades page six daily mail you know the real highbrow publications that kate and i read hourly Mm -hmm. um jacks and Brittany have separated and apparently are living in separate houses two weeks before their new show comes out. Thoughts? Oh no, what a surprise. Mm. I can't believe this has happened. Wow, (laughs) I thought they'd stay together forever. And what a tragedy. And I did not see this coming. And wow, and how (laughs) coincidental that it happened three weeks before their show was announced. I can't imagine that has anything to do with anything. I'm so sad. I thought they'd stay together forever. Wow, oh no. I I think Kate I echo that. I think we <laughs> echo. It has been that trailer, by the way, looks horrendous. Like it is so bad. I'm like, don't do this. Like it just makes me go. I wrote on some someone had posted it. I just wrote underneath. It just makes me miss so much the days Kristen chain smoking, shouting at people, getting way too drunk, ordering Ubers for her boyfriends that had no jobs. Like that's the Kristen I want. I don't want to see her being like, think I'm gonna try for a baby with her like eighth boyfriend this year. That girl is never without a boyfriend. It is never. unnerving. Kristen, like, keep a man Doty, okay? <laughs> and that Jax, I said, I said to Kate, we've discussed this, how there has not been someone come forward yet that Jax Okay, has... so here's my thing. I feel like I'm in the minority in this. Mm. Everybody's like, clearly he's been cheating on Britney this whole time, but I feel like, with who? I don't yeah, think anybody someone... wants to fuck him at this point. Trust me, if they're fucking Sandoval, someone's going to be fucking Jax. And listen, I, yeah, I, I'm going to tell you, I've seen him in I've seen him in person, much shorter than I thought. He's only like 5'10". Mm. Um, but... You go back to those early days of VPR. He was gorgeous. I mean, he really was. I mean, would I have sex with him now after three martinis? You know what? I probably would. <laughs> well, now's your well, chance. Now's your chance. chance. <laughs> yes. And I don't know if you know, Cara, that where I live in LA, literally, I am in a triangle. Schwartz lives like two streets from me. Sandoval lives like three minutes from me. Oh my God. Rachel lived around the corner. They are all in a circle or like, it's kind of like a triangle where I live. So um, yeah, I mean, look, the opportunities there, but I think if Jack's, I don't, I, I actually agree. I don't think he's been cheating because some, some idiot would have come forward, but mm-hmm. I think it's that he's getting now like, oh, actually I don't want this domestic shit anymore. I played it for a while. Like I really, really wanted it, but actually no what am i doing i don't want this anymore i have a show coming out people are gonna see me again girls yeah. want to sleep with me again let's get it going 
ring off, mic pack on, okay? <laughs> That's just exactly. how we like it. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, we are going to love you and leave you, Cara, let you get on. But thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on. And I want you to go ahead and tell everyone, um, they probably all follow you already, but where, um, uh, where they can find you, Poddy, how often it comes out, everything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you guys again for having me. My podcast is called Everyone's Business But Mine. You can find it everywhere. I talk three days a week. I do pop culture roundups and reality TV recaps. Currently doing Vanderpump Rules, whichever housewives are on right now, Summer House, and uh, going back to TLC with Seeking Sister Wife next oh. week, right? Oh, <laughs> Seeking Sister. <laughs> Is that with that very odd little man that doesn't work and had the two wives and he just sits around going, yeah, I just I just read and educate mm-hmm. my wives? Yep. Oh, him. Yep. He awesome. was a treasure. He yep. was a treasure from the TLC gods. <laughs> That man tricked three white women into doing all of his labor and, and domestic work. Incredible. Incredible. What? Bravo. <laughs> we'll we'll have to get together again to talk about Please. some TLC For stuff. Sure. Yeah. Please. There's a lot there. And listen, uh, Kate and I really love our old Bravo. I mean, I'm serious yeah. about gallery girls. It does not love. get and hello NYC prep remember nyc prep of course of course of course (laughs) i follow um (laughs) and and her new baby she just had a new baby oh so happy for her so happy so blessed (laughs) so happy um all right so we're gonna wrap this up guys you could obviously find us on instagram at tender loving care podcast and our bravo show is going to be out today friday as well so check it out cara this will not be the last time that we um force our way into your life and get your opinions on (laughs) tv (laughs) thank you so much and we will be speaking to you again soon Bye bye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.